Hi everyone, welcome to Let's All Scream. My name is Salih Elbrik. I'm Shahla Ali. And I'm Hassan Marashi. And welcome to our latest episode. So for this episode, we have a special guest with us. Drum roll. All the way from Bahrain, uh, Ali Najjar, who is a good friend of mine and all of us actually. But I'll let him introduce himself. So Ali, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners, but also tell them how you know each of us. Finally. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm Ali Najjar and I actually know you guys for quite a while now. Um, it's been a few years, I think. Saleh, we met back in 2008 or 2009 and we got, we got to meet through friends of friends. Yeah. And then Hassan is obviously your cousin. So I met the entire family. Funny story. I met Saleh's entire family on the first day of Eid al-Fatr. Like, not one by one. No, no. I met everyone <laughs> in one lunch gathering. That was intense. Ali, I totally <laughs> I really, know what you actually, feel. It was I feel. in Hassan's house. And then, of course, Shahla um, is Hassan's wife, so I know her through Hassan. <laughs> <Yep>. And <laughs> why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Ali, for our listeners? Yes. Um, so my name is Ali Najjar. I'm Bahraini. Um, I'm an interior designer and an urban designer. I currently work at IKEA as um, in the design team. I used to teach at university previously for around four years, which was fun because I was the youngest um, lecturer that the university ever saw. Other than that, I enjoy arts in all its form. Um, I'm currently obsessed with embroidery since the pandemic started. So I've been stitching um, and I've bonded with Shahla over this a few times, which is always fun. (laughs) Um, currently, I am also obsessed with Korean shows. I'm just, I'm just saying the current situation of my life. <laughs> I <know. laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much basically the quick highlight. Um, I, I, we banter a lot. Um, we go back and forth a lot. So it's always fun to talk with you guys who are basically like family. And I really miss you guys. I haven't seen you since. December of 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah. likewise. It's been uh, almost well, a year and a yeah, half now. Exactly. And for those who wait until the end of the episode, Ali is going to give you a special discount to IKEA. Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Use the coupon code. Ali, code? Coupon code. <laughs> I hope we don't get you in trouble with this. <laughs> but, I'm, but, not, I'm not associated with this issue right now. <laughs> but Ali's right. Uh, we've, we go a long way back. It's been 12 to 13 plus years. And literally, like he said, um, the first time he met my family, it wasn't like, oh, meet my family. I literally brought him in. Him Like he actually, f- I brought him in. It's like I flew in. he flew in during Eid. And on that first day, I was just like, oh, here's my family and the extensive family and the extensive family's family. And he kind of got a crash course. And obviously within 13 years, he's seen my nieces and nephews grow up literally um so he's been a family friend but also a brother me and hassan also flew 
to Japan with Ali, um, which is going to be saved probably for another episode completely. Um, but other than that, um, we obviously Ali told us that he was a listener of the podcast and so was keen on um, on wanting to be a part of it. And, and specifically on today's topic, actually, because yes. we were chatting about it casually. Uh, Ali was giving us some feedback on one of the, one of the episodes and he said, Uh, you know, this would be a, a good topic to talk about. So uh, today's topic is about um, keeping up appearances in uh, specifically in Arab society and also the culture of um, comparison and, you know, comparing yourself or others to, uh, to someone else. Um, so I think let's just dive right in. Yeah, we, we, when we discussed it, we thought about there's, I guess, two separate ways of looking at it like keeping up with appearances um from a materialistic point of view and keeping up appearances from not necessarily materialistic but i think in comparison when it comes towards um like family specifically in our side of the arab world but um ali since you were the one who uh, inspired the the um the topic itself in the beginning why don't you give us like a snapshot as to Or like a summary of why did, why it is that you came up with this uh, topic? Like, does it hit close to home, or did you grow up with it, or why why this specific episode for you? I think I think yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Like, I grew up, um, I grew up with it somewhat. And what's funny is when I think about all the past um, reasons or how it came up throughout my life, I realize that. 80% of the time, it started with good intention, which is very weird to think about. And a lot of time, I, the, the most strong memories I have of it are when some members of my family are like, oh, you got this grade, but why don't you get like that person? Yeah. Oh, um, that person is studying. Why aren't you studying? Yeah. Oh, I want you to be as smart as that person. So yeah. growing up, the idea of it cultivated into like materialistic things. I'm very glad I can actually say that I don't have this comparison aspect when it comes to materialistic things. And I like material things. Like I admit how I am, but I, mm -hmm. I don't compare myself when it comes to these things. But it, uh, it has started for me in my life through education and through, and I developed it into looks eventually. Um, I used to be a very um, um, chubby kid um chubby also might be an understatement but i'm going to use that word for my <laughs> self-esteem um, <laughs> um, um and i remember a lot of times it also like um comparison or keeping up with appearances kind of reached to that point in life where i'm like oh but this person looks like this oh i really look bad oh this person did this oh ma so that's kind of it just escalated it's basically a yeah, whirlwind yeah. or a pool that just sucks you in it starts at one string And then it just like absorbs you into the abyss in that way. It's interesting you say that because, Yanni, for me growing up in Canada, I experienced exactly the same thing that you're talking about, where it started off with grades. It started off with things academic or um, or just career-wise, career, career goals. And then slowly like... Um, I saw it, I found that it was seeping into the other aspects of my life. Um, like, for example, like you said, oh, look, she's wearing that or, oh, look, she's has this. And so you have to try to uh, achieve the same level of, uh, of success, whether it be, right. be materialistic or not. 
So it's funny that you say that because I guess I I think the most common thing about it is in the Arab uh, society. That's where it all comes from. And I think that's where we, what we all share in common in this. I, like for for me, I definitely, okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to I don't want to sound full of myself, but I was told, okay, so at school, I too, like Ali, was a chubby kid. Uh, <laughs> and using it loosely. Was that also an understatement? It's definitely an <laughs> understatement. But I used to be, I used to literally be a bookworm. So I used to, I used to be an A student. Um, and, and, and I was your typical uh, bookworm. I used to always be in the library, etc. They were my only friends at a time. Um, and I gladly say that. <laughs> but um, I was told, by my cousins so I would sometimes have cousins both my first cousins and like second cousins would come come over and they literally would tell me like can you cut us some slack and I keep and I don't understand why and some of them were like giving me attitude right. and I was like why and they would be like my parent always tells me why can't you be more like Saleh why can't you be more like Saleh in terms of grades and I was thinking to myself like was I doing something wrong? Am I not supposed to, like, uh, you know, focus on my studies? But then again, I I feel like, so I'm actually talking from the other spectrum, like on right. the other side. Like, yeah. I used to be that bookworms, and I used to be put as an example of that person that people, well, parents would use. Yeah, as which a, comes with its own sets of pressures. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then I would, yeah. then, exactly. So imagine, I understand they would get pressured. And like, for example, like Shahla and Ali, you both said now, you guys also would get pressured um, uh, on your end. But also from my side, if you can imagine, it's like, okay, so does this mean that I always have to overperform? Yeah. I always yeah. have to be the best student. And I remembered actually, I remember one grade um, or not, not one grade. I I went into a parent teachers conference, and there was my history teacher, and uh, and he basically told me, um, yeah, at this rate you're gonna get a C. And I looked at him, and I, I actually had like a I I didn't do anything then, but I went home and I like had a proper breakdown because I was like, I can't get a C. Like that's the yeah. like I'm not a C person. Why is he saying I'm a C person? And it really broke my confidence. But then again, a C is not a fail. Like there's actually a couple yeah. of letters until you get to an F <laughs> under it. So I just put even more pressure on myself. And it was really like, it really did get to me. Right. Um, that So I guess, yeah. So I guess like for me, it's the other way around. It wasn't like keeping up with other people. Yeah. In terms of studies, I had to keep up with myself or this yeah. image that these parents were putting of me. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think if I look back at my own experience um, in like, one of the earliest memories is uh, I started at a new school um, and I think I was, I joined in grade four Yeah, and it was a school different than my other school in that there was a lot more affluent um, rich kids basically. And I remember one kid in particular would look at, uh, uh, would ask questions like, Oh, what brand is your naal? Is your, like, are your sandals? Which is so ridiculous. How old were you? A grade four. What is that like? Oh, wow, that's 11. ridiculous yeah. that someone at yeah. that age asked that question. Yeah, exactly. And then if I think about when I got even older, if we look at the academic side, I remember a, a Arabic teacher or an Islamic teacher, uh, we would recite the Quran in class, and he would say the two best voices in the class are um, so-and-so and Hassan. But the, the difference is so-and-so practices and knows how to read properly, but Hassan doesn't. So I, 
I was that yeah. like I was like first of all I didn't think I had the, uh, a good voice but on top of that he added that I don't know how to read properly which I didn't I wasn't very uh, uh, very but confident to read yeah. but exactly what did that achieve yeah um, I think in his mind he was trying to encourage me because I was I was always one of those students that you know if I wanted to try I would get you amazing would get grades done. but if I ju- was just not interested in a subject then I wouldn't and teachers would try and push me to to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what I meant earlier when I was saying that I think a lot of it I don't want to say all of it because I've seen I've seen keeping up with appearances I'm I'm air quoting but or basically I've seen yeah. comparison go wrong and start wrong. But I think when it comes to things like this like your example Hassan this is where It started with good intentions yeah. and then just went downhill. I feel like that's a lot of parents also how how they do it. Like they yes. want, they try to do it with good intentions. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, like, it's this comparing culture, right? That I think back in the day, uh, there's a lot of things that I think I, I so I've seen uh, parents of my generation, like my parents' generation doing things differently when they bring up, like they brought us up. And I've seen my cousins who are my generation bringing up their kids in a completely different manner when it comes to school. So I also think it's a generational thing. I don't see it as much happening now as it did at my parents' generation. I have to disagree. Really? I've seen it happen nowadays where it depends on, again, it depends on the circle and it depends on, uh, on, on who you're hanging out with. But I've seen it happen where um, someone will bring home, let's say, whatever, 85% on a test. Oh, but why didn't you bring 90 And no, that then, little little push, it's still going to affect the kid. Yeah, but are they saying, why didn't you bring 90 like someone else? So this is like comparing to someone. Or are they just pushing the kid? Because No, I've seen the comparing factor okay. still. Because like I would still push people. <laughs> no, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get me my A. Um, but, uh, but I guess, again, I feel like maybe it could be a generational thing. Yeah, I think it's seen, it's, or at least in some cases, it's seen as a form of encouragement. Yeah. Um, but... I think if we look at just, I'm sure there's statistics on this, um, but I'm sure it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> I can think yeah. of nothing l- less encouraging than comparing uh, me to someone else. I used to have a someone in school who my mom used to always compare me to when it came to academic and, and everything. Um, and with that, every time she would compare me to this person... I felt like I I disliked that person more and more. And yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and the only way I can say it in Arabic is sahabit nafsi. So I like would pull away from that person. Yeah, it caused uh, like a, a wedge and a it did. rivalry. And it definitely. And like till this day, if my mom would be like, oh, did you hear about about this person? I'd be like, what now? Like, what are you like? I, I I'm anticipating. Wow. Yeah. Although she doesn't compare anymore, yeah. but like, but it's still it's the, still yeah. in it's there in your head. Yeah. Wow. Shehla, it's the same for me with with my mom and like <laughs> one of her because my mom is a professor at university, and then one of her professor coworkers has a daughter that's my age. So she did the same to me, exact like the exact same situation <laughs> how you're in. But then at some point in life, I got better than her with grades. My mom never asked her, never said like, 
oh, you're better than her now. And as a kid, I was like seeking that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that validation. That, yeah. Validation. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that I'm better than her now? Why were you asking me when I was not, when I, I don't want to say worse, but when, when I was climbing the ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, I've been on both ends of this whole uh, topic. I've been on the end of where they would compare me. And then on the other side, um, well, none of you knew me as a kid, but I was a I was a goody sho- two shoes. You were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, fine. Yeah. I'm still am. Okay, sorry, <laughs> <I> God. <laughs> but um, I was very like I never broke any rules. I was very the shy one. Anytime they any adult asked me, a- just for listeners <laughs> listening right now, for Shahla breaking rules today is like putting an extra spoon of sugar in a dessert <laughs> rather than one. <laughs> That's her, that's her being bad. <laughs> but yeah, um, so with that, what happened was um, during like gadats, events, anything that, were, that we would have, I was always the good one where I would follow the rules and, and you know, behave. Um, whereas other kids would rebel in some form or other. And so... People were always trying to compare their kids to me. And they would tell me like, oh, why won't you talk to my daughter? Let her be more like you. Let her behave like you. And I'm just like sitting there like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's <laughs> and- so much pressure. Exactly. Especially that we're all like young, like kids. And it's like, yeah. I'm not supposed to have this pep talk with this random person. <laughs> <laughs> like I was at this age, I was around nine, ten years old. And like, and then, and I would have like these moms, like as we're sitting with my mom and she'd be talking to my mom, but then she would also direct a sentence or two to me, be like, oh, my daughter doesn't behave. I wish she was more like you. Or sometimes I hear them saying, oh, why don't you be more like Shehla? I, uh, there is something that I relate to that as well, because I, whilst I was growing up, like I told you, I was, uh, you know, good at school. I was a great, like a straight A student. Um, and, and I was always being compared to by other parents. And the thing is, I would then hear conversations uh, like, you know, obviously moms would want to boast about their kids, right? Like the parents want to boast about, oh, my kid's doing good. My kid's doing good. So what my mom used to do is every time I used to get a good, like straight A or whatever, or I overperformed or I was on the Dean's list, for example, my mom would immediately go and, um, and basically tell, you know, tell the, tell the, tell the world and friends and family. What I felt that did to me was I felt like it put me in a box where right. you had I had to. to yeah I had to be responsible and then mm. everyone would um, so I, I think we spoke about this on my our last episode about finding inspiration where I mentioned my father was working a lot so he traveled a lot so the thing is I was also because my t- father traveled a lot and I was the eldest of four boys I had to attend all of the family gatherings so yes. whether it was a, a a wedding whether it was a whatever it may be I had to basically be the 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 male figure yeah. of my household family, and represent yeah. my father. So when I used to go and come back, my mom would be like, "Oh my god, you know, um, all the women in the family said it was so like you're so responsible and how you're the head of the family and yeah. you know you represent your father." So that created this like complex over my head of yeah. like I felt, "Oh my god, now I have to be perfect all the time." Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, I relate yeah. to that so much. Question yeah. though, doesn't it till now affect you? Yes, for I'll tell you how. Um, yesterday we were invited somewhere for iftar, okay? Right. And my two younger brothers were not in the mood. Simple. They mm-hmm. were just like, you know what? We'll have iftar at home. 
to me, I was like, how could you? You were invited by this family member to their house. Now, this family member doesn't even probably mind or care whether we all showed up or one of us showed up or if we didn't show up at all. But for me, I felt like, how could you? We're representing the family, family, like your father. If you don't go, what is that going to do for our reputation? So you see how, like, even till now, this reputation mindset has been, like, drilled into me, basically. For me, it's as simple as, like, if I'm going to go out, out um and sometimes i'll catch myself up she like the most simplest thing is uh, i don't know singing in the car or you know like being a little in my head wild okay yeah. i know it's not wild but in my head <laughs> it's me being <laughs> what you wild. mean driving with the music out <laughs> <laughs> yes okay with something as simple as that i'll right away think what if someone were to see me what if some but their their expectations of me is like this and this is not my parents expectation this is other people's expectations yeah and they're gonna see me in a different light and so their image of me is gonna get changed is gonna change and it literally like makes me stop right away what i'm doing yeah and so it, it, i feel like it affects every small little like aspect. Yeah. it stays, it stays think, with us yeah even at work like if you think about it like i've seen it where um managers will compare different members of their team or Um, they'll say, you know, oh, we had this team member who was so great and they'll boast about them. And unintentionally, that creates a pressure on uh, another employee who, you know, maybe has a different style of working or whatever. Yeah. So I feel that plays or a also, as well. Or also, and I'm just saying this because you have such a good point, because if I want to be honest, I've done that as a manager without even intending to do it. Right. And then as you're saying that, yeah, that also puts pressure on the person you're boasting. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking since we brought up the topic about there is different ways of looking at this, you know, keeping up with appearances, and so we did yeah. mention more of the. I guess also, not- I feel like this should be a show, by the way, like on on some TV, like keeping <laughs> up with appearances, and every episode is like a new Khaliji household. <laughs> I think Ali nominates himself to be the first one. <laughs> I will. I'll be the first episode. I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> oh no, Hassan! Hassan's like a reality junkie. He'd be the first subscribe. He'll be the first investor. So. <laughs> so I Ali, you have your first investor. Ali, let's talk about this offline. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm game. So so speaking about how we talked, we just basically spent the first half of the episode kind of talking about how, you know, com- we're keeping up with other people when it comes from a non-materialistic perspective. So like whether it's education, whether it's family, whether it's reputation, etc. Now, if we're going to be moving on to the other topic, which is, you know, the much more controversial side, the materialistic uh, part. Um, before we dive into it, I will kind of just share a personal story of mine. Um, Hassan mentioned earlier about going to a school where, um, you know, there pe- people had different like levels of income. People know about this. And I even did a TEDx talk back in my youth um, <laughs> uh, about this specific topic. I went to a school that was for affluent um, families, uh, affluent uh, families that were from here, right here in Dubai. And I'm talking about the parking lot, just so that you guys know, the parking lot of this place, uh, of the school, were your Rolls Royces, your Bentleys, your Mercedes-Benz, like top-notch. And I, I, rem- I remember how being dropped off or picked up from school was such a daunt, like, uh, like it, it was a statement. It, it was such a statement, but it was like a, something that haunted me. Right. Um, 
I would be so nervous about it to the point where it affected me so much that I would be so self-conscious about what car was going to pick me up from the house. Like I was, uh, so obviously like um, in our house, when I was growing up, there was obviously the car for the, the family, yeah. uh, which dropped all of us to school, all the boys. And then my dad had a car and my mom had a car. And I was self-conscious as to which car was going to pick me up. Which just goes to show you, so you're already in a place of privilege where yes. you have drivers, you have multiple cars. Yes. And yet still, the level of pressure at the school was to such a point that even you felt... Um, uh, obliged I, I, to like put myself up in that like yeah to so still strive for more and i yeah. remember like um so when i was I, I i don't know if maybe others can compare so when we used to go out on the weekend my parents or my mom used to give me um i remember a hundred dirhams for the entire weekend so it, if i went out like five times in the weekend i had to use that 100 dirhams to the t like to the fills i can't believe um, that was your weekend allowance that was my weekend allowance that Every was weekend. my week allowance Saleh. okay yeah, in canada <laughs> things are different obviously <laughs> <laughs> but like no but i'll also tell you like Shahla, like i'll just cut that 100 for you um we used to go so if we were going to the cinema mm. back in my day, it was 30 dirham. Okay? okay. So that's 30 dirhams for the ticket. Okay. Back in your day, it was 30. How much is it now? Wow. Dubai's tickets, if you go to like the top, top ones, it's 150 now. So no, it's like, but the basics. What about normal yeah. ones? No, the basics the are, 50. are 50. Yeah. I don't see anything that's less than 50 dirhams. Wow. Yeah. I could, I mean, I haven't been to the cinema in Bahrain like two years. I don't know if it's the same here, but that's ridiculous. Because so, at some point in Bahrain, it was like, 1.5 or like 15 dirhams or 20 maximum. Yes. Back in my days. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe just for like those neck breaker seats, like the ones at the very front, maybe those are like 35, 40. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah. yeah. So, so 30, so it was like, so say I would split 30 for a ticket. Mm. We'd obviously want to have dinner before the movies or after the movies. So that again, again, bringing up the chubby kid that I was, um, <laughs> my, my money spent it. And I used to always remember, I want to save like a good 30 dirhams for something that I would buy that weekend. So like either it was a book or a music CD from like Virgin Megastores or yeah. something. Yeah. So my 100 dirhams would go in a night, basically. Yeah. Um, and so I remember one kid asked me in school, and this was when we were both 15, and said, do you want to come over to my place this weekend? We're going to go shopping for jet skis. And I thought to myself, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, sorry, what? <laughs> like, I can't imagine this world. Jet skis, the band? In <laughs> the CD? Um, no, but imagine. So that's what like, and it was like a Yamaha jet ski or something. But like, that was this high school that I grew yeah. up with. So it was we, really, in really Canada, bad. It was nothing. Like, there's no such thing as wearing brands. There's no such thing as wearing, uh, I don't Anything, but that's that's right? how that's how statuses are. And I'm yeah. by the way, I'm saying this and I have brands, so it's not like I'm criticizing like for everyone listening, it's not like I'm criticizing other people and finger pointing. If anything, I'm no, finger pointing at we, myself. Yeah, we all do it now. It's just yeah. it's growing up in that atmosphere. I'll I always worry about it, even with my own daughter. I'm like thinking I don't want her to grow up in a world where everything matters, anything materialistic matters. Yeah, I think that's the issue. The issue is not so much, it's nice to own brands. Uh, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people like that and aspire to that. I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's when you put so much importance on it that it's all you care about and you feel yeah. less than or judge others if they don't 
if they have don't. the same. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Or if you put yourself in trouble, like I honestly know people in my life that take um, qarz. Loans. I forgot what qarz is. Loans, yeah, thank you. <laughs> they take loans in order to buy brands so they can keep up with friends they don't even like. Yeah. And oh, to me, yeah. that's the issue. Like I yeah. 100% agree with you. When There's you nothing sacrifice. bad about having... Yeah. And honestly, like I'm embarrassed to say, but I've been there. I wouldn't necessarily take loans for that, but I have gone into like credit card debt just to keep up appearances. And I now I'm like, I can't relate to that person because I'm so far removed from it. But I did get to it did get to a stage where it really mattered to me. Um, and I think it's it's more common than we think. To be honest, I think a bit it like is. I because I was with Hassan when we were going through this stage. Um, I don't know if you're talking about a different stage in your no, life. No, I am, but yeah. Yeah. I think the people that you surround yourself also with is what affects it and what yes, uh, yeah. really um, flourishes that, that, uh, that comparison, comparison culture. culture. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like once, like I remember a while back, once you take yourself away from these people, I remember going to Canada, it was so nice and so refreshing. Mm. And it really changed your your perspective as to how just living and just what, what your priorities, priorities are, should yeah. be. Yeah. I, when I went to university, that was one of the things that I also realized is like when I went to university, I was surrounded by so many different cultures, literally yeah. the entire world. When someone met me, um, so I was so used to, Maybe this is something other like Arabs can relate to. So obviously you're associated with your family name, right? Yeah. And so sometimes there's com- comparison culture when it comes to your family name. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So when I went there and they were like, what's your name? I was like, oh, Saleh. And they were like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. I didn't even get to finish my last name. And then I realized they actually don't, don't care. care. Yeah. And yeah. even if I told them, they don't <clears> care. And that was so refreshing to me because I felt like, oh, so no one... Uh, oh, and 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 the the next thing wasn't what car do you drive or what does your dad do. It was like, oh, so what do you like to do? What are you studying? You yeah. know what I mean. So I felt like, um, imagine me going from that type of a high school where people shop yeah. for jet skis in the weekend to uh to a university where it just you know people didn't really care about it. Yeah, and I really think it's not necessarily. I'm I'm not trying to pinpoint it from a geographical perspective, but I think it comes from like education and also awareness. Also, when it comes to like different points of your life, I feel like when we're in high school, there is a lot of uh, compare comparing yeah. culture. Like you said, Shahla, when you were younger and yeah. you were in, you know you were ten. So when we're younger, I feel there is that comparing yeah. co- comparison culture between us and other kids or parents with other parents. And then when you go into university, I feel like that that decreases over time. Yeah. yeah. And although I would say I don't care, I don't hold uh, comparisons anymore into my head regarding whether it's materialistic or non-materialistic, but the effects of that growing up I'm, still stays yeah. with me from a reputational perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if I think about more examples, like I remember um, similar to you, Saleh, I had, uh, this was closer to high school or maybe in high school. Uh, that same rich friend that um, commented about uh, asked what brand of shoes I wore. Yeah, um, we uh, decided for some stupid reason to go shopping, uh, and I remember begging my parents to give me a large sum of money because I didn't want to be embarrassed if um, I would go. Enough. We would go to an expensive store and I couldn't afford something. Mm. And I remember going, and he would like. It was so obvious he was trying to show off, and it was only later that I realized that he was insecure. And that's why he was, that's why 
all he could bring to the table was his money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, like, it was funny. Like, we were looking at these pair of um, Gucci shoes, I think, at the time. Mm. And I ended up buying a pair and he didn't. He walked out of the store with nothing. Mm. So it's, it's, and it's not, it's, he probably could have afforded it, but I think it was, it just, it made me kick myself because I succumbed to the pressure. Yeah. And only mm-hmm. later did I realize, like, he, was covering up for something else and this is all that he had and i think if we go it's back a chain to, reaction yeah exactly mm. and i think if we discuss the reason why it, we see it more prominent here in the middle east i think it has to do with if your circle is smaller or yeah. if you live in a sort of a bubble i'm not talking about in a, uh, in terms of the city i'm talking about in the terms of your inner circle your uh, your, your family dynamic yeah. your friendships if that's quite limited and it's the same demographic, yeah, then the comparison is more easily made. But if you have, uh, if you make friends who are from different parts of the world, you automatically will not compare. Yeah. So if I have a friend from I don't know, um, from America or Australia, I'm not gonna compare. Oh, why? Uh, what car do they drive compared to me? You know mm. what I mean? It's yeah. like it's mm. not a. It's it's because I know their priorities are different. Yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense because I never experienced. Uh, well, I did experience pressure, but it wasn't in in the sense of materialistic. Especially growing up, it was only until after high school, I think, or later on in high school. So yeah. not like grade nine and ten. Um, did I uh, did I feel that pressure? Um, and looking at it, my friends are from different backgrounds, so it was that we weren't all within the same inner circle. I did have a circle of friends that were all similar to all, you. V- all very similar, all very uh, from the same country, uh, same culture. But, um, but even then, but it was more of my, other, my, my, my inner circle in, in general wasn't um, one. So one, the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to also ask you guys though, uh, if uh, maybe Ali, I'll direct the question to you. Uh, do you feel now you're still in that state of mind um, where you're comparing yourself to, to others in terms of like materialistic things? And if not, how did you get to where you are now? Um, I don't think I am anymore, honestly. Um, a lot of times, like if I do compare myself, if I'm talking about just materials, I'm like, oh, I've seen this person wear this. I like that. I want an orange t-shirt, but that's not really comparing as much as something they wore or an outfit or a design inspired me. Um, Whereas I think I, I managed to, um, and I can gladly see that, that I get myself out of that comparison when it comes to materialistic stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, I have things, but I think I've reached to a point in my life being like a 30 year old that I know what I can afford and what can't I afford. I don't need to compare myself to other people. Like if I can afford this designer bag, that's fantastic for the age and where I am at right now, but I can't afford a Bentley and I'm okay with that. Like I reached to a right. point, I think where I realized, I think the clicking point for me was realizing the people I'm comparing myself to, or that people that are comparing me to them, if that makes any sense, um, aren't really people that matter in my life. Right. And I think that's when I realized, oh, I don't need to do this for you growing up. Yeah, and I think that comes a lot with uh, exactly like you said, if someone makes you feel like you have to uh, keep up with them, then I think that's a red flag, mm. uh, a major one. Mm. And, exactly. 
whereas real genuine friends or family members or loved ones will not make you feel inadequate in any way and so you'll feel secure to just be yourself and content with what you have yeah Yeah. and i also feel like uh, and i also feel like I, i mean i'm not a parent but i feel like changing that mindset and that um demographic where where we have that comparing culture amongst kids i think also that has to stop like you know i even hear sometimes i hear like in the distance like in a mall or something and i hear someone say um uh oh sorry actually I, i i recall um actually it wasn't a, it wasn't a stranger it was my cousin and uh, the nanny was out with them as well and my cousin's two daughters were there right and one daughter uh i think she's around four and the other daughter is like two or one years old uh actually yeah one one and a half and uh, i overheard the nanny saying um why are you naughty be a good girl like your big sister right you know mm-hmm. and then she was actually telling the 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 younger daughter who is a year and a half can't even speak properly yeah. you know uh, uh, but she was basically telling her who's naughty you are who's good girl your sister which oh. I was like tell, I was thinking to myself that sounded so wrong right. I yeah. immediately yeah. couldn't help it and I went to my cousin and I told my cousin I was like your nanny is saying you know this to your daughters yeah. that's gonna she's one and a half but she's gonna remember like yeah, she's gonna course. call herself naughty and she's gonna put that in no, her mindset that, that's gonna make her resent her sister and then that's gonna that's where it starts up when you compare exactly. these small little things yeah exactly um, it, it, it does start that early yeah so um that's something also like even for me looking at our daughter and how how we plan on raising her or like when it comes to other children and comparison that's something that i really want to focus on and make sure it doesn't yeah. it's not there because it really does affect their their self-esteem and their and their yeah. their confidence growing yeah. up yeah. i don't i don't mind uh, i don't mind you guys using me as a comparison to your other <laughs> friends because i feel like <laughs> I feel like I am the best. So, you know, whenever you try to make new friends, always compare to me and find out, you know, what exactly in those new people do you think they could compliment your life that I already don't compliment into your life? On that note, I think that's a great place to end the episode. We'll wow. discuss this This is a great segue into a whole other 20 minutes. No, no, I, uh, Ali, I think you said you have to go. So, um, no, but um, Ali, first of all, thank you so much for making the time for this yeah um, truly thanks. and i really enjoyed this conversation and thank you guys for having me honestly um it's great and i really really miss you guys so much so this was kind of like a moment of i feel like i'm with you guys and now um, and now at the end of the episode we want to tell you ali you want a f- private jet to fly you in here okay <laughs> <laughs> it's really time to end the episode now. courtesy of hassan's rich ex-friend <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I want those Gucci shoes along with the private jet. I actually, I'm, I'm interested to know what kind of Gucci shoes he bought. I'll show you a picture after. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, to our listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, we love to hear from you. Share your experiences with us um, at Let's All Scream on Facebook and Instagram. And then it's letsallscream.podcast at gmail.com on email. Thank you guys and speak to you next week. Thanks. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.